0: And welcome back to another episode of City View with Mayor Tom Koch. This is City View, a podcast, quizzy podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And it's going to be back, boss. I'm Mark Carey. his the mayor's media director, and it is a privilege to be here in your office once again. To Glad you made it, Mark. Some <laughs> people back. know you from Dick and Jane. They do. But some people know me from this podcast now. That's right. That's right. Which is great. I, what I found funny is that, you know, I have a face for radio, so... People would. I remember knocking on a couple of doors back last year. We did that a couple of times. I don't know if mm-hmm. outside of this office, but people said, "Oh, you're from the podcast." I'm like, how do you how, how do you know that? <laughs> I'm I <mean>, I'm nowhere.
1: <laughs> Must be just, that distinctive voice. Yeah, that's what it is. So, well, for those listening out there, we thank you. We thank you
0: for listening. And Absolutely. we're. It's been a couple of weeks again. You're you're a hard guy to track down. We usually we 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 pinpoint our time. Usually we have it scheduled weekly at two p.m. on Wednesday, but. Something comes up or a meeting because that's the way it is here at the mayor's office. You're a busy
1: guy. Well, it is. I mean, some you know you try to drive the day, but many times the day drives you. It's just the way it is. Things <laughs> pop were. up. Things pop were. up. But I and glad we're here.
0: I am too. And we're, we're on a Friday afternoon. We're doing the podcast today, which we don't usually do, but we're thrilled to get back. You just got back from the topping off of the new public safety
1: headquarters. Want to talk a little bit about that? We did, and I wore a hat. I never wear a hat. <laughs> But it was cold out, and, uh, and, and I got a little less on top. <laughs> but let me just
0: set, let me set the stage here. When he
1: says he has, doesn't wear a hat, but he
0: is completely bald right now. No, not bald, but his head has been shaved the other day. Talk about that first, and then we'll talk about the topping off, because that is a beautiful thing.
1: It, it, it is a cool thing. It's, I've been doing it now for, I don't know, 10 years or so, but Rob Hale, head of Granite Tell, uh, has been doing the shave off for a number of years. And essentially he gives for every employee and his, he's got a big operation down there. He employs a lot of Quincy people and social people for every employee that shaves their head. He gives X amount of dollars towards the cause this year, children's hospital and the cancer side, as I understand it. he lost his dad from pancreatic cancer a number of years ago. So he's been uh, very generous to Dana Faber, the children's. So it's always a great thing. And, and you know, uh, how can you say no to that cause, right? And saving, by, you know, shaving. Yeah, saving it's, by shaving, saving by shaving, good yeah. stuff. So, I mean, he's an amazing guy anyway, and does a lot for the city in so many ways. I know there's some cynics out there about his development stuff. Uh, I'm quite the other way. I'm thrilled. He's investing hundreds of millions of dollars in our city, which pays taxes, which creates jobs. I mean, that's good stuff, and he's top shelf. So, we had fun with um, Coach Mussulo from the Celtics was there. Um, What an amazing guy he is. Quite a guy. It was great to catch up with him. Drew Holiday. Yes, Drew Holiday, who's Lisa from our office, was all over. Him about his three-point shot. And, uh, he was like a kid. How he was good he about basketball you know, like he was a little kid. He had such a good time. It was it was great. It was great. And a number of other folks. Governor Healy, of course, joined. She patted one of the two locks of hair, I think. And I don't blame her. Governor Baker used to get the shave, although not nearly as badly as I always got it. I'm quite, I don't think anyone gave up more hair than I did as far as the Back guys the go. Day, yes, you know? correct. Uh, and, of course, Joe and Druzy and uh, Matt Light from... Celtics. Those guys Patriots. are... Patriots. Uh, I'm sorry. It's the Patriots. Yeah, Jesus. You, you never picture Andrews in a Celtics uniform. Those guys are enormous. Enormous. I mean, Andrews' arms are like some people's torso. It's <laughs> And they're a lot of fun. They're great fun to be around. Uh, so it's always fun to look forward to this event and catch up with those guys and the whole the whole thing. So congratulations not only to Rob, his leadership on it, and he's writing the check, but all those employees, and a lot of women do it, get their head shaved for, for this great uh, program that he's got. So Congratulations. And Children's does great work. My twins were, when they were newbies, they were in Children's Hospital. We had them baptized. They had the RSV virus. It was very, very hairy for a while. So I appreciate the work that uh, doctors, nurses, and staff do at Children's.
0: Well, and getting back to your hat here, you don't have, so you did wear a hat today at the topping off. Explain Ooh. what the topping off means it's too. It's a little chilly. As you, <laughs> today. As you fill them in. On <laughs> I don't usually feel it like that.
1: <laughs> what a uh, topping off means. Yes, it's a tradition with the iron workers. So the they essentially take a beam that's going to be in the upper part of the building. Yeah. So yesterday and today, they beat the beam out. They paint it white so that you can uh, write on it. Essentially, we invited the police officers and fire personnel to sign the beam. And then, of course, the, some of the counselors, myself, and, uh, and other folks that work at the police station, uh, signed the beam yesterday and today. And then they have on the beam, they have a flag. They have a tree, a little Christmas tree. No, we want them and so on. It's just a little pine tree. And then, of course, the banner of Local 7. And it's a tradition. That banner goes up in a ceremonial way, and it shows the great progress of the project. And I don't know what year it started, but I know they do this on all their big buildings uh, all over the place. And it's uh, it's kind of a cool thing. So thank you for everybody involved in the project. This this was a—we um, obviously have a ways to go, but it's funny driving down there today from City Hall down to Cardington— and now you see the size of that building from that angle, which, you you know, you never had that view before. And, of course, part of the reason is it's probably 15 feet higher out of the ground to start with because of the floodplain. The old police station used to flood all the time. People forget we get the Town River at the end of Broad Street. And um, so you get, we're in a floodplain area. So it's being built in the right way. And um, a lot of pieces to this, Mark, as you know. We've talked about it I know before, but it's worthy to mention again. I mean, we had to buy uh, property, the old Brian Post, which was closed. We had to uh, find a new place for the animal shelter. We had to help find a new place for Father Bill's. The footprint of this building and its parking requirements required a, a lot more space. I mean, if people drove by before, the old building, there was never enough parking for it. There was little public parking of, of any and course, the building itself, I mean, I said today at, at the mic that the building now just framed looks better than the old building. <laughs> so, but it was, it's was it been long overdue. So there are a million pieces to it. I mean, it's a public works project, civil project as much as it is a building project. So Broad Street, a lot of improvements made to Broad Street. We created a new road to connect to Field Street, which um, will make life easier for our public safety people in and out because once we rebuild Southern Artery and uh, C Street, there's going to be a no left turn coming out of Broad Street. So, having that other spot going up Field Street, you come down the light at Roxy's there, now you've got a working light that allows traffic to mo- uh, move a little bit more freely. And uh, so, it's a big project overall. There's a lot of pieces to it. But to see it actually being framed now uh, with the steel in place, it really gives you a sense of its size. I also think it's a, when it's finished, it's going to be a a great message to the public that, you know, this city really values our public safety employees that, um, that operation at down at one C street, that building was, was so bad for so long and not very friendly to the public either. So, so it's good stuff. It really is. We got We got to give our employees the right tools. You know, we did Cardington a number of years ago, Mark Cardington was a great project. It was originally an elementary school building built in 1908. It was a number of things over the years. Quincy college was in there. Uh, Quincy High used it when you're doing the new building for classes. And at the time, the administration superintendent and that whole team renting space on Bergen Parkway in a building that had no parking at the Nage Building. So when we put that to plan together, we're rehabbing a historic building, which is tremendous, the Cardington Building. It's a handsome, handsome building. beautiful. We're putting it to good use. That is the headquarters for our Quincy Public School System, that's a statement to the public, that we value public education, we value our educators, and we're, we're saving money on the rent. So that what we were paying in rent now goes toward the debt service to rehab the building. But now you've got plenty of parking for the public use. It's a, a very well-used public building, which was built for. Uh, so this is a, an, another one on that corridor, if you will, across the Mount Wallison Cemetery that's going to be ex- absolutely magnificent. And I know there was some discussion at the council when we brought the appropriation in. You know, like some of the councils asked, do we need a copper roof? And no, you don't need a copper roof. But if you want it to last for 100 years, yeah, slate and copper. You could do it an asphalt shingle, which would last 20 years. Or we can do it right to last for 100 years. So we, we're making a serious investment. I think the worst projects in recent history of our city was the Votek, which is gone. Big, ugly concrete structure. Yeah. The building was sitting in this this little glass building that always smells horrible, which which does not look uh, too nice next to the old historic town hall. And the addition to the city hall—I mean, to the police station—that was done in the '80s. um, Awful, awful. Um, You know, architecturally, aesthetically, it just never worked right. The building had all kinds of issues. So, you know, when you do a public project, whether it's a school, a library which the Crane Library was done under Mayor Jim Sheets, a magnificent building, adding on to the original historic structures. Uh, You got one shot at it every 50 to 100 years. Let's get it right. Let's be proud of it. Let's not be penny-wise and pound-foolish. So I think the public is going to be very, very pleased when we get to the finished product. And then, of course, the old station will come down, and that's going to be a beautiful corner with a lot of new green space, a lot of new trees, really dress that up right across from Mount Wollaston. Well, that's great. In a city of this size, it serves buildings like that, so that's great. Let's move on. So just um, just as a reminder, it's the police department show, also fire department administration, no apparatus there, and lastly, it would be the emergency management headquarters as well. So we bring those three uh, divisions together, if you will, so it's the public safety building.
0: Well, this is a nice update on what we just did in the last podcast, which was we t- we hit on three public projects that are happening right now and we'll talk more about other projects that are happening in the city, but we wanted to just talk about the topping off today. And now let's shift gears, if you will, to talk about an issue that has been unbelievably contentious (laughs) to some, uh, which is really heading out the Long Island project and what Boston has been
1: doing. There's a real big update on that. Yeah, it's interesting because when we were filing objections to the Uh, Long Island Bridge, Um, and I know the solicitor argued before uh, a judge or a group of justices. This might have been the Supreme Court of Massachusetts. I might have my facts off a little bit. But the gist of it was that uh, the city wanted, City Quincy wanted the Moon Island Causeway. All of it looked together as a project because otherwise it's segmentation and they're breaking it out. And they ruled at that time, no, it's got nothing to do with the bridge. Well, here we go. Uh, a little time later, the city of Boston files an emergency order for repairs to the Moon Island Road. So Moon Island is the road that leads to the uh, police gun range and also to the fire academy, which then led to the Long Island Bridge, which, as we know, is no longer there. And Moon Island Causeway has had problems for years, and, um, and so the Conservation Commission of Quincy denied it. Moon Island is in the confines of Quincy, even though it's owned by Boston. Conservation Commission denied it. They filed it on 120 on a Friday afternoon for an emergency order. And you have 24 hours to, to respond to that. So think about that, first of all. Friday afternoon, 120, they file it. We reject it because we felt it wasn't adequate. They then take it to DEP, DEP issued them an emergency order. So there's three spots along the Moon Island Causeway that need major repair. So they're granted it. Now with that permit, there's very strict guidelines on how you operate. When you're near the water, you have to have all kinds of erosion control and measures in place that protect the environment around it as well as the safety of vehicles and stuff getting around the project. Well, they didn't do any of that. So the city of Quincy then filed something to DEP saying, Hey, they're not following the order that was issued. This, this is why we have trouble with Boston. They didn't have any of that in place. So DEP agreed with us and uh, came down hard on the city of Boston. And, and I, the old saying, uh, you know, if if you can't trust people with little things, how can you trust them with big projects? And it's, it's just typical uh, on how they operate. So, You know, the contractor was shut down, and uh, I don't know yet if they have brought the project in the compliance before they start up again. But it's just so typical of dealings on this issue with the city of Boston. They just do what they want to do. And, uh, you know, everyone else has to follow the rules but them, you know. So it it is troubling. And it goes back to that whole why we segment in this. It it all connects. Um, And here we are. This is much, much minor compared to the actual bridge. And they can't even follow the rules on repairing the roads. You it just know? doesn't make so, any sense. I, like, and I understand. Like, I have such a heart for people
0: who are struggling with addiction and all that. And if that was what this was about, it, it is not about that. In my opinion, it's not about that. Right. And I can't imagine that.
1: Well, if it was about, if, if it was purely that, I, you know, I don't know why. We've talked about this at nauseum, but. Why not have the ferry service? They they didn't have to shut down the operation out there. Start running ferries to it when they shut the bridge down. They do all year but round in the city. That's, and by the way, they do it all summer long for the kids program on the same island. If it's safe enough for kids, why wouldn't it be safe enough for uh, adults that seeking help in a program like right. that? Especially when you've got medical people out there. So that didn't make any sense to me. And then, of course, you know, we did learn that over time there was a development plan for Long Island and Boston was saying, "Well, that was that was." We didn't engage someone to do that. Somebody brought it to us, and 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 I, I, I you know, I half believe that because somebody wouldn't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars without you first saying, "Well, we'll look at it." You know, right? For somebody must have said, "An opportunity hey, zone or something." That's- well, that's a whole other part of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, at, at the time, with the when the federal government created opportunity zones, cities and towns had an opportunity to then to file. Uh, in our case, there were two districts in Quincy that we filed: the shipyard and Quincy Center. They filed as one of theirs, Long Island. Now, it's all about development. It's about incentives for developers through taxes. So if you're just putting back up a center for the addiction programs, it doesn't really fly with the Opportunity well, so, Zone. When they shut down Shattuck so, and all these other... Yeah, I mean, but yeah. It, it, none of it made sense. It and, and so I, I think they've been less than truthful dealing with the city of Quincy and dealing with the public on all of these issues out there. And it's, it's really a shame. So... Um, another, another moment in the saga of, uh, (laughs) Quincy and Boston and and the Long Island issue. And we love Boston. It's just
0: stop trying to stomp on us.
1: Well, there's a history of that. It goes back decades too. I mean, you know, it was always put all the crap over at Moon Island. Literally they had the, the storage that used to be pumped from the Boston side into the vats and it was let go to outgoing tide on the Quincy side. Right. so you start with that, and then you look at you know the firing range was a was a problem for noise for years for the squaum residents. Um, you know, they used to bring the uh, the bombs out there to explode them, so they bring them through our streets, yep. they bring them out there to them to explode them. so it was like the kind of the dumping grounds for all those things that they wanted to get away from their neighborhoods, you know, right. so there they put them right back to our neighborhoods so they over the years, I think they've been uh, haven't been great neighbors. in fact, the Menino report. About Long Island, actually indicated that that we going to be better neighbors with the South, and we should be looking at ferry for Long Island rather than uh, bringing the traffic to the streets of Quincy. It was it, that goes back to I think 08, when that report came out. By then, Mayor Menino's office. Uh, so it's funny how things change <laughs> when the people change. It's a common sense issue, folks. Common sense. Wake
0: up, listen to watch what's going on.
1: Well, let's also remind people that the bridge is probably at this point three hundred million. The story that was in the Globe talked about the buildings and needed out there repair was like five hundred million. So now you're up to seven to eight hundred million. It's a billion dollar project. It's a billion dollar project. The Pioneer report that just came out suggests that uh, Boston's going to have some real challenges revenue wise over the next several years, uh, five to ten years. So. I don't see how they're going to find the money for it. They um, could have
0: built at least three new places for addiction treatment centers for that much money. Oh, for more than three. You I know, but I'm you? just saying a, really nice big ones they could have built in the meantime while they're trying to get this bridge built. Yeah, I don't, I don't,
1: that's the other part of it. There was never seemed to be a plan B. You know, we just Mighty Walsh and I, when he was the mayor, we just didn't agree on this one, and I respect his, respected his position at yeah. the time. By the way, he just uh, nominated for uh, I heard. another new role at the federal level one of the nine governors that governs the U.S. Postal Service. So that was, that was fascinating. I just read that today. He's a likable so, guy. Oh, yes, he he he's a good an guy. And he believes in it, but yeah. there, there was no plan B. right? Um, and, of course, Mayor Wu took over, and when she was running, she was really not committed to it. She wanted to look at it, and she got into office. All of a sudden, she was committed to it. So, at any rate, it's, uh, it's been a long saga, but so far, we're holding up pretty well in the process. Well, the saga continues, and I'm sure we'll be back with a podcast or two on this
0: issue as we move forward. Hopefully not too many more, and we could talk about more of the exciting Quincy projects like the Topping Off Ceremony today and other projects that are happening. Uh, we just said goodbye to the incredible skating rink for the year, its first inaugural year. And yes. Was, what a success that was. Huge yeah. success. People loved it. They really, really did. did. Yeah, Got A lot of good comments on that, Yeah, which and is awesome. We'll talk more 400, uh, Quincy 400 stuff as we move forward because that's all kind of ramping up as we as we speak. And I think that's good for a Friday afternoon. What do you think, boss? Sounds good to me. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Dick.